Welcome to a new episode of Artist Talks with Torbjörn Salman Andersen. Today we're going to be traveling to new places with the help of field recordings done by the artist Sol Archer. Sol is going to be joining me in a conversation over the phone from Rotterdam, where he is currently in lockdown. Sol Archer is a British artist. He's based in the Netherlands and working with film and photography. He is exploring issues around places, people and communities. We have now been listening to a misty spring morning in a small English village, which is one of the place recordings that Solaja has released in occasion of the lockdown and isolation that we are experiencing at the moment. Now we're going to get Sol with us on the phone from Rotterdam. Hello, Saul. Hi, Tobian. Good to speak to you. Good to speak to you too. You are now in uh, the Netherlands on a on a phone line here. Yeah, sadly. Yes, sadly. But uh, we couldn't see each other anyway. I've got some field recordings for you that you kindly released now that uh, everybody's sitting at home and have nowhere to to go. They can listen and 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 join in your journeys. I guess I was thinking. I think I'm quite. I think I'm quite affected by the sound of where I am, the ambience, and I hadn't really been as conscious of it before as I had now that I'm kind of effectively stuck in the house or the amount of time I'm going outside is quite limited. So my relation to the world outside and my relation to place is weirdly kind of mediated by video chat to people in other other parts of the country and just by the audio coming in through the window from from outside so my relation to where i am is being very much mediated just by ambient sound anyway yeah i i felt like it was a way to imagine travel or to experience a form of transportation psychologically through through these field recordings and to share with people that It's interesting what you're saying there. Actually, I remember in Denmark we have the pioneer of uh, concrete music. Is um, Else Marie Pelle? Do you know her? No, I don't. Okay, but then then actually the, her backstory is something like this: that she mm-hmm. she was very ill as a child, and she would li- lie down and listen to to okay. um, because she 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 was not entirely sure what year she was born. I can't remember on top of the head, but we're talking about something maybe nineteen nineteen twenty. She so she was ill, she grew up and then she she got in went into the resistance in the The occupation. Yes, during the occupation in World War Two and she got sent to a, a Danish labor camp which where is again was a place where people would uh, not have much, but they had of course their thoughts and their voices and their their minds mm-hmm. so they would share yeah. things in song and so on and later she she, she went to uh, come in France and start and, and got to know music concrete there okay. and um she but basically there's that initial starting point when, when from being a child and listening a lot to the world because not being able to move and being uh, for quite an extensive amount of time confined to your room Yeah, sort of, of built course. this whole uh, world that she later did, mm-hmm. she later found that that could be a real 
you know, musical or sonic world. Yeah, and one which I think I've I personally have underprivileged a lot because I'm quite focused on image making. Yeah, that was going to be one of my other questions because how does this sit with because I know you mainly to come from image making. I know you would always bring a camera or two mm -hmm. and uh, go around and record <laughs> and on both stuff. Yeah, yeah. yeah, how did it happen? Did the sound just come along, or is it something that you found sometimes it was better for recording your situation? Or I think it came it came along as I was as I was kind of struggling to understand why there was something lacking in the images I was producing of a, of a, a place or a situation that there was a transmission of experience that was somehow kind of missing some crucial component that I hadn't really been conscious of at the time because it feels, I guess I've always felt less um, intention with listening than I have with looking. Like it's something that happens anyway and i became more focused on consciously listening and consciously being aware of environment and my relationship to it through sound as a result of trying to grasp where the where the image was kind of not capturing something mm -hmm. although it felt like image should be able to capture so much what i've shared is only what i have recorded in the last year and a half but mm -hmm. i started making field recordings when I was somewhere in the same way that I used to take photographs. So it's kind of amateur, uh, but it's also mixed into a more conscious video making practice. And some of, sometimes I've made like video audio studies of a place using the same sound that I've, I've shared on the SoundCloud. Mm -hmm. So it's, it's, it's very much kind of gone together with, the practice of kind of attention to place through image and then trying to understand a more embodied experience of being there, perhaps. If that makes any sense. Yeah, absolutely. I think more embodied uh, makes perfect sense when you, you imagine you are quite interested in places and situations that happens in places and you you go yeah. and record it, of course. It's a, it's a big dimension. Yeah, I think so. I think I or one have a very base reaction to sound which and which enters in again like a little pre-consciously to the whether you have road noise or something and it's a little stressful or whether you have a lot of what i recorded and shared is recorded around where i grew up and i have a, an emotional reaction to it which is very different to when i have an image of where i grew up which doesn't affect me in the same way mm-hmm Is there's something kind of pre-conscious about the experience of being somewhere just with ambient sound. I had that emotion actually with um, one of your recordings, which is the one, uh, a spring morning in, in Lincolnshire. And mm -hmm. there's a, that there's those bird sounds and that one of the birds is, uh, not sure if it's a pigeon or what it is, it's called that sort of ooh, ooh, ooh. And that uh, is a sound for me that I have heard primarily, I think on holidays, it's really connected to a certain kind of holidays from when I was a child, like a young child. I've gone somewhere to a summer place, to the countryside somewhere with my grandparents. So when uh -huh. I heard that on your recording, you know, it's not there all the time and suddenly it's there and that brings a, a strong emotion or, and bring an internal uh -huh. picture if you want. Yeah, uh, That's really nice to hear. 
this sound specifically I have a very strong response to. And I'm not entirely sure why. I, f- I found I was having it here a few weeks ago. Maybe they start to make this sound when they're about to have eggs. I don't know. The spring is coming, but suddenly I start to hear it. And it feels like something is lifting, like the season is changing. So, of course, that's also some sounds we share in sort of Northern Europe and possibly all of Europe. And it's very different with the recordings made in other parts of the world. Let us listen to a field recording from uh, England. It's a short one called A Misty Spring Morning in a Small English Village. we have are from Brazil. Do you want to just tell us a little bit about where you were and just to give a little bit of a environment for the recording Context. because we're gonna we're gonna listen to it as well. Yeah. I think that you have I'm not sure which ones you've chosen, but I think that you have maybe recordings from three different locations. I was in I was in Rio for six months on an artist residency, a fantastic residency called Capacete, which for Danish listeners, the Danish arts funding body has a relationship with. Some of the recordings were made within the city there. I think there's one made from the residency apartment. And then there's a few made kind of out in street parties and things, trying to record the ambience of crowded spaces and physically different spaces as well. And then there are some taken in a a rural environment near Sao Paulo, which is kind of agricultural and very thinly populated and becoming, I think there's a lot of the area which is kind of gradually becoming reforested very slowly. And so there's wildlife and birds are kind of returning to what what has been in the past very intensely agricultural space. I was staying with some friends in a small house in an old farming estate and there's some which were also taken from a friend's small cabin in the country in a place called Ligisi which is near uh, Rio. The excerpts I'm going to play I think the one has suddenly has some some dogs snarling and I imagine that might be the suburbs of Rio then because it, it seems dog- like a place where dogs would be <laughs> snarling. <laughs> 
No, that that one's near Sao Paulo. Um, okay, near Sao Paulo. And this is this is very close to where possibly the same estate where a lot of the cannibalist manifesto was written. I I'm, I don't know this manifesto. Do you want to? It was a text written. I'm not entirely sure when it was written. I think it was in the 1920s. Let me double check. Chopper, helicopter at your end. Can you still hear me or do you want to pause until it passes? I I would quite like to bring that in. Okay, cool. So it was written in the late 20s by a Brazilian poet, I guess, and political kind of cultural figure called Oswaldo de Andrade. And it's it's kind of a modernist manifesto that's proposing a syncretic Brazilian cultural modernism that that can somehow eat consume its own history and synthesize something from the european traditions that have formed the country and from the indigenous history of the country and from the history of enslaved peoples that were brought by european colonizers and to try and create some innately brazilian form of modernist culture the kind of cultural clique that were involved in in this movement were mostly based in Sao Paulo, I think. And a lot of them were from the families of estate holders, like farming estates around the city. Uh, it's, it's very close to Sao Paulo. It's in Sao Clark, Paulo state. Yeah. Okay. And then I, I don't know, I assume you're going to play some, which is a recording of frog song at night. Absolutely. I, I couldn't which resist that. Crazy! I don't think I've ever heard anything like it. Uh, this is also in the country. It's closer to Rio. It's like an hour's by drive by bus from Rio, mm-hmm. and in a in another friend's small country cabin shack, mm-hmm. which is very rural. And at night, I was there. I was there in December, I guess. So it was kind of the height of summer. All night, every night, it sounds like this. Never wow. heard anything like it. And I've never been anywhere that has the same intensity of sound that is not man-made. I can't imagine anything as loud as that, as consistent. It's it's surreal. It's wonderful. It goes like clock, clock, clock. And then suddenly it goes like counter, counter. Clock, 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 clock. And they start start off some kind of battle with that. They're making a strange sort of woody, wood-like sound or something like instrumental sound. Yeah, like a tok yeah. sound. I think that there's a there's a lot of different frogs, and okay. each one has its just one sound. And through the night, different ones sing at different times. Mm-hmm. So as it goes on, the counterpoint and the melody between each sound changes and drifts and adapts, mm-hmm. but somehow keeps keeps a fairly regular pace mm. somehow. So th- I think it's just one type that has that like woodblock tok sound, and there are very different sizes. Like there are some frogs which are two handful size, and then there's some which you find in the morning sleeping in flowers. They're tiny, tiny things. Okay. I think they're the very high pitched ones. Did you see them? So you you could see some of them. They're everywhere. Small. Oh, they're everywhere, and they get in everything. Like if you leave the dishes to dry, when you wake up in the morning, the dishes will be full of frogs. And all of the flowers have frogs sleeping in them. It's it's extraordinary. So if you're bringing your girlfriend a bouquet of flowers, just don't leave it outside her just door for it. her. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah, they'll be singing from inside. It's not really a house where he where he 
has in the country. It's just like two rooms, concrete with a, a tin roof. But they're, so they're inside everything. It's amazing. Right. That's the local species you get to know when you visit um, this very region. Very well. You get very familiar. Yeah. I think that there are also a kind of cicada that you can hear in the recording at points. Yeah, I think that that will be our last recording of the piece. I'm just going to leave that on because okay. it has such a nice build-up. I mean, I think, I'm sure you you, you recorded a lot, and uh, but this one has a nice, it has a little bit simple, and then it goes crazy. With it becomes the, more and more complex. Because it's so percussive. It's almost it's almost at a pace that you could dance to. So here's it, a here's a recommendation for the listeners who need some exercise in the the rooms at home. Have a little dance to the sound <laughs> of, of frogs. Yeah, get a little exercise in lockdown. Yeah, lockdown exercise. Yeah. <laughs> and have you used um, the sound otherwise in 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 your films or is there, not this one in particular, but other? Um, now I'm thinking especially about Brazil, where where it's obviously you being European, it's a big trip, it's a big impression to yeah. go there. Yeah. Well, yes and no. I have a kind of ongoing practice of making studies or exercises of space or place. Some of it is is recorded whilst filming for kind of projects in in more formal terms. But for the most part, I work with groups of people, communities or amateur groups, and film with them. And these these recordings aren't really part of those works. It's more of a personal practice of attention and being with place. Is there any of these films that uh, listeners can go and see? Are there any of them online? Is there some clips? Or? Yeah, there's some. I mean, they're, they're each only about a minute long. That's another recommended pastime here in the during the lockdown so go to Solatia's website and at the bottom look at the studies so i think we spoke about the frogs we spoke about that no we did not i did not get an answer to my question about the dogs do you remember the dogs oh the dogs yeah they were kind of playing around so they were waking up and play fighting as i was walking around recording Are they Basically. wild dogs, or, they, or is it the people's dogs just run free? Yeah? They're, they're the people's dogs. They kind of run mm. free. They live, they live in a small house. They've kind of converted from an agricultural building okay. in a in a large, like not really enclosed bit of a, a former farming estate. Mm. So the dogs are theirs, and they live in the house, but they they more or less run free. You can kind of tell that by the sound of it, and it's funny how already that bit of information tells you you're in a very different place yeah it's hard for me to, to to imagine what it's like to hear for someone who was who has no experience of the place like what it is what it is that someone imagines when they hear this the kind of space that they feel like they're in or the environmental feeling of it even down to temperature and things i it's hard for me to imagine what a listener experiences so it's nice it's nice to know what you pick up on like that and what it tells you about the social conditions that surround it i suppose you immediately build an environment i mean i'm also building an environment for where you are now <laughs> here the roads and and the helicopter and a little bit of banging and yeah and it's amazing how much you fill in mentally yes from from quite incomplete information like that you can really construct a world around sound i would like to 
Try to listen to a piece called City Ambience from Santa Teresa facing downtown Rio. And on SoundCloud, you've put a image up with it, which shows some possibly 80s building blocks and a city view and a bit of a foreground uh, of some trees. Do you re- remember if that's the actual view you had when you recorded? Is that the situation for the recording? Yes, it's from exactly the same place. I was filming at the same time. It's from an old neighborhood in Rio. It may be one of the oldest. It has some of the oldest colonial period buildings. And this this recording was actually from one of these old colonial era buildings, which is owned by a, a kind of center-left politician now. And I was just recording before they had a a meeting during the elections last year. She was going to have like a press meeting that I was at just to observe, to listen. Uh, and I was recording from there because it's, the sound is amazing. Santa Teresa is on a hill that kind of curves around slightly, so it has a bit of a basin facing downtown. You really hear the whole of the city kind of active and living. So this is a recording that's also made with a film. It's a piece that that came at the same time as you were filming something, and then you realize, oh, this is also a nice uh, sonic environment. Yeah. Because that's what we spoke about, whether sometimes you felt that the recording is something that adds to a place or maybe it's something that specifically catches your imagination almost more than the the visuals. I think the image, especially when it's something which is very identifiable, as this would be if I was if I if I was to use it as a video with the image, you really have the city and you can identify where it is and it distracts from the the experience of the the, the sonic environment, I think, for me. In general in this piece, you can hear the city from a distance. You also put out some other field recordings, some sound pieces that had more to do with communities and people and situations. And I thought actually it would be nice to hear that in the audio as well. And I listened to the one from a street performance. It does becomes very specific in a different way. Do you recognize that? Yeah, of course. And I think especially when it, when it's a language that you maybe don't recognize or there's a specific activity going on. I I, I think the one you're talking about is from a, a kind of carnival performance called Folia das Heis. Throughout the city, there's many different groups that make this performance and they kind of a sort of rap battle type element to it where they, they kind of insult each other performatively and they kind of welcome 
other groups from around the city into their space. Also in Santa Teresa, very close to where the city recording we're talking about was taken. That is a very specific moment. It's not a general sonic experience. It's really specifically this particular carnivalesque performance or celebration. But I think for the most part, I haven't really been including the audio from other works because there's maybe more of a, a question of rights and what people have agreed to and how they understand the recording is going to be used. I'm only sharing things which are already happening in public. The one we are listening to is the CD ambience. You can tell it's that's much more spatial, you know, this kind of soundscape where you you travel through maybe a different time of the day, maybe a certain... I mean, with the picture, you can see that you are high up, but I think even from the recording, you have that feeling of being up from the ground. Yeah, exactly. And I think it gives you a kind of embodied experience in a way that if it's with people and with language, it's kind of hard to get enough distance to experience it as sonic elements. Do you listen to other people's uh, field recordings? Or? Yeah, a fair amount. Um, actually, since I put these online, because I only put these up a week ago, I, yeah. more or less, some people have been sending their own links to me, uh, which is really nice that people kind of listen to it and they think that I might have an interest in hearing their own work. And people, some some people have been sending much more kind of composed things as well, which is really nice, where... They've taken field recordings they've done and they use it to create more of a narrative Ooh. journey through space, yeah. which is really nice. I don't know if it's good to share them without asking. No, it's not good to but, share them without asking, but if you will share them with me yeah. after the program, I can see maybe there's something I could use because I think uh, some of the listeners here would be interested. Yeah, yeah, wonderful. Yeah, Absolutely. And that's that's really nice to hear how other people are thinking about it much more as a composition as well using using elements that they record from travel or just from being in the world and use that to construct something deliberately a space or a movement through places things it's really nice lately i've been listening a lot to more like musicians cross artists crossover as well musicians mm -hmm. use field recordings with or in music and there's a lot of different ways of doing it and i think it's a intriguing And very, yeah, it's I think a lovely so. field, but that it's a little bit different once it's being made into music. It doesn't give the same sense of space and and place as you do as you do when you actually listen to a field recording. So it's a different way of listening. Yeah, very much, and a different a different sense of relation to kind of intention on the on the part of whoever it is has created this thing. 
whether it's used as material or whether it is presented to directly create a relation to a space. Do you think that, because I saw one public comment who said, oh, I really relate to the ones from England. I'm assuming this was probably a British person. Do you think that's yes. often the case <laughs> that, uh, that people... Uh, I think so. I think this is a little like we were talking with the sound of the wood pigeon. Mm-hmm. It, it It's something that really inscribes itself into you, these sounds. And in ways that you don't necessarily know until you get it, you have it triggered by hearing it. And hearing it out of context makes that trigger very strong mm-hmm. to me. Yeah. Like if you hear it when you're away, the person who commented lives, he lives in Northern Europe now, but he doesn't live in in England anymore. Mm-hmm. I imagine that it's a fairly similar kind of natural world ecosystem around them. But I think having it decontextualized makes you realize that you have a physical kind of basal response to these these sounds that have written themselves into you as you grow up or as you spend like a significant period of time in a place. I've forgotten what the question was. No, I was uh, thinking it was just to get you to talk a little bit and put into words your words about what it means to listen to to uh-huh, things. Okay. What what does it mean to listen to things for different people and and how it works? Of course, we yeah. all we all have different ways of responding, but it's nice to hear your your yeah, thought. Yeah, of course. And I'm really glad that people are getting some pleasure from this, and people have been commenting that it is producing a sense of space which is lacking when you're locked up indoors. During this corona crisis, our movements are very restricted, even within our neighborhood. So for those of us that grew up somewhere else, it's very kind of meaningful to be able to create an emotional feeling of travel to somewhere like that. An emotional feeling of being in a place that feels somehow like home or feels like it has some body relation to it. So I think I would like to say thank you very much. We'll be able to see some of your work on solarger.co.uk. And if we look under studies, we can see some of the short clips, which also have some of the yeah. audio from Brazil. Yeah. Before ending, I will say that we're going to listen to the piece from uh, the streets around Sao Paulo, where you at some point hear the dogs. At the end, we're going to enjoy the crazy frog feast. Thanks very much, Sean. on the show. I'm super, gonna... super nice. Thank you very much, and have a good day. You too. Good health. Let's listen to morning in the country near Inayatuba. And to finish, frogs singing at night in rainy season. All of the recordings are from soundcloud.com slash